Welcome to Tony Civil War Museum, the podcast. Today is the second part of our Shiloh commemorative series here on the podcast. Uh, let's get started with those answers that, to the questions that I asked you guys yesterday. First question was of which which two units uh, collided together to uh, start the Battle of Shiloh. Uh, if you got anything from General Prentice's uh, units uh, clashing against General William J. Hardy's units, the answer is correct. Our second question was, what was Ulysses S. Grant doing while the Battle of Shallow uh, was commencing? And the correct answer is, he was eating breakfast at a house at, at Pittsburgh, no, not Pittsburgh, excuse me, at Savannah, Tennessee. Uh, so if you got anything uh, that he was eating breakfast uh, at a house at Pittsburgh, Tennessee, I mean at Savannah, Tennessee, same thing, um, or he arrived at Pittsburgh Landing or Savannah, Tennessee, then your question, your answer, rather, is correct. All right, so <clears throat> as we know, uh, yesterday I read an account about the Battle of Shallow from uh, Samuel Watkins' book, uh, Company H, who was a Confederate soldier in the 1st Tennessee Regiment. If you missed that, uh, episode, please go back and listen to it because it was a very emotional, very harrowing, and a very um, horrific account of the Battle of Shallow. And uh, today I like to get started with a story. Now, this story comes from a magazine, a Civil War magazine that I had uh, a while back, and it had a federal, I think it was a federal officer, uh, I was pretty sure it was account of the Battle of Shallow and after the Battle of Shallow. He wanted to he wanted to very, very stress a lot of attention on the carnage of Shallow, which as you know you have to present the facts of how terrible war is and how terrible the American Civil War was to an audience in order to grasp their emotions. Because if you go out to a battlefield and, one, you don't know what in the world happened there, well, your visit at the battlefield's not going to be very good and it's not going to be very respectful because you don't know what in the world happened there. If you read accounts of the battle and you read the general logistics and, and strategic man maneuvers of both armies at that battle and then you go out to the battlefield, you're going to have a very good knowledge of the battle as an overview but you're not going to have that certain respect and honor for the men that fought and died there on both sides uh, but if you read about the strategic maneuvers about the battles uh, about that specific battle but you'll also read how terrible the carnage was then you go out to the battlefield I guarantee you'll have a more spirit, quote-unquote spiritual experience uh, that you'll have more honor and respect for the men that fought and died there. Not just for the Union, not just for the Confederates, both sides as a whole, because both of what they were fighting for uh, was, I, I would say, worth dying for. The Confederates didn't all fight for slavery. We're not going to get into that argument, because I already put a podcast episode about that. I've written a book. Not all the Confederates uh, fought for slavery, <clears throat> meaning that more than 80% of the Confederate soldiers did not fight for slavery. That means that was only 15-20% of the Confederate soldiers fought for slavery. And the Union 
you know, fought to free slaves, fought to preserve the Union most of the time than slaves, which that was Abraham Lincoln's main uh, main perspective early early in the Civil War. But we're not going to get into that argument today because today's focusing on Battle Shallow. But you will have the correct honor and respect for both sides who fought and died there. But once again, back to that magazine that I was talking about. It was a federal officer. He was talking about at the end of the Battle of Shallow. So this is the evening of April 7th, 1862. He's walking through the woods. And he sees two Confederate bodies leaning up against a tree. Decapitated. A shell had decapitated, blown their heads off. And they were sitting there with cards, playing cards, strewn all over the ground. These Confederate soldiers were playing uh, cards. Uh, meanwhile, Grant surprised them. And the artillery shell decapitated them both and blew their heads apart. And the officer, the federal officer who uh, had an account of this, uh, sketched out uh, the two Confederate soldiers decapitated by a tree. And then later on, he he found enough time to watercolor that, to put color into that drawing. And that really made a pop. And yes, I'm going to go into some graphic detail here, so viewer discretion or listener's discretion advised. But of course, their heads weren't there. The only thing that was there was parts of their tongue, parts of their spine, and still, when a person's head goes gets blown off, I hate to say, not all of their head goes with it, with the shell. So there were still parts of the neck that was still hanging on, was still just hanging on to the uh, to the parts of the body. There were still parts of their beards just back out, basically, of their face. The reason I tell you this is so that you know how awful war is. Because, as you know, I'm an American Civil War buff. I'm an American Civil War war gamer. I love to war game about the American Civil War. But, you know, war gaming, you know, you're rolling some dice. You're having fun with your buddies at club night. Uh, you know, you're maneuvering this little toy soldiers around on the battlefield. And you're just having a good time. But it does not hurt to have the respect and honor. And it does not hurt to have the thoughts in mind about how brutal... This battle that you're portraying on the tabletop was. It does not hurt. You will build your respect up for those men on both North and South that fought during the American Civil War for righteous causes. Okay? And not just when you're um, playing American Civil War gaming, but when you're going out to the battlefield. That's the reason why I told you this group, this brutal description of these two men. Confederate soldiers who fought and died. And in the magazine, sorry if you can hear my dog in the back. He's barking at cars. My goodness. Um, But that's why in the magazine, the federal officer goes by. uh, I'm paraphrasing what he says, but he says something like, Dear reader, um, should I... uh, Should I... uh, uh, what, was, what was it? Should I stay away, basically, was saying. Should I stay away from this graphic reality and keep it hidden from you? He says, dear reader, I forbid. We cannot keep 
these things hidden from you or else the reality of it will not hit you basically you will not know of the gruesome reality of this war and how awful it is so let's go into our uh, main account for today of the Battle of Shiloh. I'm reading from a Civil War Treasury of Tales, Legends, and Folklore by B.A. Bakken. It was edited by B.A. Bakken. B.A. Bakken, uh, he wasn't during the American Civil War. He, I don't know if he was alive during the American Civil War, but these stories aren't from him. This is just a compilation of Civil War accounts of stories that he edited and put together in a big, big book that's around 600 pages. So you go to the introduction page, and there's an account of the Battle of Shiloh. Now, he doesn't give us any context of this account of the Battle of Shiloh. It's just two soldiers. He doesn't specify whether whether they're Union or Confederate. But one guy's name is Stunchy. S-T-U-N-C-H-Y. I've never heard of a name called Stunchy. But apparently these two guys are, are talk about the good, the bad memories of the American Civil War. Uh, doesn't tell them where they're, where they're at. Just it tells them uh, the period and time is after the Battle of Shiloh. And this one soldier says, Say Stunchy. Don't you remember that Johnny we buried in our front lines at Shiloh with a cartridge between his teeth? A bullet hit him in the head and killed him. He never fell over nor moved a muscle. And yet there he was, dead on his knees behind a stump, a tree stump that is. His gun in one hand, his hands upon close to his mouth with a big part of the cartridge in his fingers and the paper he had bitten off still between his teeth. We couldn't straighten him and we buried him. Just so. A graphic reality of war. We have one more account in here which I've read and man, it'll probably bring tears to my eyes reading it for a second time and it'll probably bring tears to your eyes as well. Let's go ahead and turn there into this book. It's somewhere in here. Let me turn. I should have had it marked. I had it marked a little while ago. Ah, here we go. It's called They Met at the Panorama of the Battle of Shiloh. At the Panorama of the Battle of Shiloh in the city of Chicago, Chicago, Illinois, that is, a few days ago, a small shriveled up man made himself conspicuous by going around the place, sniveling deloriously. He did not appear to be more than five feet high. He was dressed in all black, and his attenuated form of gray whiskers gave him a peculiarly grotesque appearance. He seemed to be greatly interested in the panorama, and as he moved from one point of view to another, he groaned and wept copiously. A tall, raw-boned man approached him. He wore gray clothes and a military slouch hat, and he had the general appearance of a Missourian away from home on holiday. Reckon you're at Shiloh, eh, stranger? asked the tall, raw-boned man. Yes, replied the small, shuffled-up man. And I shall never forget it. It was the toughest battle of the war. Now remember, this is a true story after the American Civil War. I was there, said the tall, raw-boned man. And my regiment was drawn up right over there, yonder where you see those clump of trees. You were a rebel then? I was a confederate, replied the tall, raw-boned man. And I did some right smart fighting along those clump of trees that day. I remember it well, said the small, shriveled-up man. For I was a federal soldier. And the toughest scrimmage in all that battle was just among those clump of trees. Prentice was the Yankee general, marked the tall robot man. And I'd given a pretty to have seen him all that day. But doggone me, that little cuss kept out of sight. 
Williams came to the conclusion he was hiding back in the rear somewhere. Lucky for him. Well, our boys were after Marmaduke. And that small shriveled up man said that small shriveled up man. For he was the rebel general. And he had bothered us a great deal. But we could not get no glimpse of him. For he was too sharp to come out to the front. And it was lucky for him. Oh, but what a scrimmage it was, said the tall robin man. How the sabers clashed and the minis whistled, cried the small shriveled up man. The panorama brought back the old time with all the vividness of yesterday's occurrence. The two men were filled with a strange yet beautiful enthusiasm. Stranger, cried the tall robin man. We fought each other like devils that day and we fought to kill. But the war's over now. We ain't soldiers any longer. Give me your hand. What might your name be? Inquired the tall, raw-boned man. I am General Prentice, said the small, shriveled-up man. The heck you say? Explained the tall, raw man. Yes, reaffirmed the small, shriveled-up man. And who are you? I, replied the tall, raw-boned man. I am General John S. Marmaduke, the man whom you were after. What an emotional and ironic situation. Here are these two men fighting each other on that battlefield of Shiloh, looking to capture or kill one another. And yet they meet each other in Chicago, Illinois, where this big, I don't know if it's still there now, but it was... A big sakurama of the Battle of Shiloh. And I don't know if you could still visit it today. I wouldn't know why it wouldn't be at Shiloh. I'm not sure about that. I think it might be. I'm not sure. But still, oh my gosh. What an account. Just what a stunning, striving moment there in history. Well, I've talked for around 17 minutes here. Uh, I'd like to thank you guys for listening. Please, please be sure uh, to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a five-star review. And tell your friends about Tony's Civil War Museum, the podcast. Uh, Stay tuned for next time. And you can do that by subscribing as well to our YouTube channel. Uh, stay tuned to other notifications. You can do that by either following us on Instagram or going to our website, tonysavormuseum.wixsite.com slash ACW63. I'll drop that in the description notes below. And you can, uh, if you just go to that, click the link and just wait till it fully loads. A page will automatically pop up on the screen. It'll ask you for your email address. That's it. It's free of charge. It's just a free subscription. Put your email in, hit submit, and you will forevermore, once a month, I promise not to overfill your uh, inbox with a bunch of random, not important emails. But what you will get once a month is what's up what, uh, with Tony Savoy Museum that month. In other words, videos that we're doing, uh, uh, podcast episodes that are out, events that we'll be attending to, reenactments that we'll be attending and so on and so forth. Projects that we're working on. You will be updated on everything. 
I'd like to thank you guys for listening to another episode of Tony Subway Museum, the podcast. Like what you hear. Once again, subscribe as always. And visit us on the YouTube channel. Don't want to miss us there. Give us a follow at Tony Subway Museum uh, on Instagram. And this uh, podcast episode closes out for Shallow Commemorative 160. See you next time.